Hello and welcome to the Rico Zone. My name is Dylan, aka Method and Red, on the subreddit if you're up in there. And uh, introduce yourselves, y'all. Uh, asshole number one, that's me. I'm Sabath. Sabath on here and Sabath on the Reddit. Thank you. Very easy. Max, are you, are you a person? <laughs> I'm a person. I'm not an asshole. You asked for assholes to introduce themselves. <laughs> I am a I was jackass, and sir, there is a difference. So, fuck you. Uh, but yeah, I'm Max. I'm not an asshole. I'm a jackass. And on Reddit, I'm also Vivvab. So if you have Reddit Enhancement Suite, make sure to tag me as jackass. <laughs> and uh, my name is Randy. I am the resident shit poster. <laughs> on uh, Reddit, on the subreddit, I am known as Sounds Like Coffee. You can tag me as Resident Shit Poster, and uh, <laughs> they'll refer to me as Randy on here. Yeah. His name isn't actually Randy, but it is now. I'm the oh, five-year-old oh. government secret uh, experiment that they kidnapped in order to edit their podcast. <laughs> yeah, if so, you're keeping up with the lore of the podcast, yeah. so if this is the first time, first episode you're listening to, because it should be hopefully released at the same time as another one. We're missing one host named Evan, and if you want to hear that douchebag, he's in the other podcast. So, yep. um, yeah. So today we're going to talk about Rose's Scabbard, you know, popping off on the Stephen Bomb and all that. So, boom, Rose's Scabbard, first thoughts, go. I um, love that episode. Shit. Yeah, fuck Rose. No, I, like, I liked it. It was a good episode. It, I do not like the residual, I don't know... I, 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 I see enough of a reason to believe that Rose and Pearl, or Rose wanted to, or Pearl wanted to fuck Rose. I get it. I, I understand why people believe it, and I understand that I'm wrong. But I just, for a lot of reasons that you could argue. But I do not like all the, the fact that it's become canon in a lot of people's minds that they did have a romantic relationship. That's the only qualm I have with it. Otherwise, I really See, I think, yeah. I think what it was is that Pearl definitely had romantic feelings for Rose, but I don't believe they were reciprocated. Yeah. I think that Rose either didn't really understand Pearl's feelings or thought that trying to dispel Pearl of the notion would, like, shatter her emotionally. So yeah. instead, Rose gave Pearl certain special treatments for special without, like, directly reciprocating those feelings. Yeah. See, and I, I always assumed that Pearl just never came forth with it and Rose didn't even know. Dude, I, I mean, can't it's kind of Pearl, Pearl's not very good at hiding her emotions, is the thing. Yeah. But, you know that see, thing, the though? The way I see it is that Pearl had, all, you know, all those feelings and whatnot. And Rose, one of two things. Either Rose just didn't notice it and just kind of treated her as, like, her close confidant. Or she noticed and treated Pearl as her close confidant to make up for the fact that she didn't have those feelings in return. Well, you know that. Yeah, and that, was, and that was my assumption when the episode, when I first saw the episode, because that episode was actually what started me to want to watch the show. I'm late to the party. I'm sorry, but uh, all right, that opinion changed when I saw um, the flashback when Greg met Rose. Sorry for Steve. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, like the thing is, though, you know when you have that friend that you got a crush on, and like you don't want to say anything because I ruin the friendship, and like. Maybe you do, and there's a world where you two, like, get together. And maybe you don't, and there's a world where, like, if they're not mature enough or it's too weird afterwards for them to put it behind themselves and for you to put it behind yourself, everything will be weird, so it's hard to say it. That's different when you, you literally just have... just dragged like, up. 
Yeah. That's a metaphysical shit. You just dragged up (laughs) some really painful memories, and I really fucking hate you right now. All right, well, sorry. The point being, though, for for Pearl, if she brings that up to somebody, and then they have to be the only people that are their peers for the next, like, you know, potential millennia, that's Mm -hmm. pretty goddamn awkward. So, and also yeah. the thing where people kind of know that that's the key situation if they're on the other side of that. So I think Rose probably didn't know if they had romantic, if Pearl did have romantic feelings for her. I see it as a way that it's like a king and her knight, and she has severe devotion to her. And I have like platonic friends who, if they said, I'm going to over the whole world, I'm going to kill everybody on the planet, because if I don't, well, this, this, there's, a, there's a solid reason, and if I don't, it's like horrifying for me to not do that. So I, you don't need to join me, but that's what I'm doing. I would immediately be like, all right, dude. Where do I buy a gun? Let's go. Like, I wouldn't question. I would do the exact same thing she did. And that sounds insane, but there's, like, I don't know, certain friendships you can have that are totally platonic and are like that. And it's also a friendship that's developed over thousands of years before that. So, potentially. I guess they could have met, like, a few weeks before that, and then it definitely would have been weird. But, like, I could see it entirely being platonic. I do understand, though, that there's enough in what I would call shit-baiting that you would be able to say like oh no they definitely have a you thing. just have to give it like the worst fucking name you can <laughs> I, I, I didn't have it's to name it have to be an absolute it. cunt about this well until earlier today they didn't have to name it and I was like it's uh, shit baiting that's what it is because it's like it's like Greg and Amethyst it, to the wait, wait, extent where I don't think they have anything together what I said ship there did you shit. say shit or ship? Because I heard shit. Oh, I am. Oh, I heard, I heard I am shit. I am drinking a little bit, so maybe I said shit by accident. But no, oh, shit baiting. But uh, no, I'm just all okay. saying is like I, I, I understand why that could be the case, but I personally don't believe that that is the case. But it's not worth arguing. I don't think. But it's interesting that this like brought a whole other dimension to Pearl because. There was that recent interview with Rebecca Sugar where she said, you know the least about Pearl out of everybody. And I didn't even think about it until then. That I was yeah. like, oh, I do know the least about her. I Which know something is, about their background stories otherwise, but not her. Yeah, that's really funny because, like, Pearl is the one who gets the most focus. So when Rebecca Sugar says, like, Pearl's the one you know the least about, like, that definitely caught my attention. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, oh. I think yeah, it would be the big get, thing about... We know, we know that we figure out that Garnet is a fusion. Amethyst came from the kindergarten on Earth. And Pearl is... Hatched from an egg. Is, yeah, v- vague things talked about, very close to Rose, confidant, what does that mean? It I means, mean, like, potentially, like, like nothing, because she could be, like, a janitor that they, like, get on really well with. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? It really could be anything, that's the thing, like, it's very, very... That is a very dangerous broom she uses. Oh, if that's God, what if Pearl was a janitor? That's, like, the best world. <laughs> that was her job. Yeah, like, she's every, so it's not spear, one of those little sharp pokey things that they used to pick up trash on the side of the highway. <laughs> That's why she so much. And yeah. she wears bright colors so that cars don't hit her on the side of the road. Yeah. Alright, so other, the other big cars. thing for this episode, in my opinion, is um, the moment where Steven jumps and Pearl's like, Steven, and then he falls, and then she's like, ah, you got this kid. <laughs> <laughs> because some people are like, I, I made this argument, I posted a thing today where it was like about... Um, Confirmation. Yeah, like bias. this is the thing where you and I get into our trademark, just like fucking uphill battles yeah, exactly. against the rest of the fandom. Yeah, because a thing called confirmation <laughs> bias, where it's that if one person has an idea, they're basically unwilling to change it. And I will say, somebody else pointed out that like probably both people are often, you know, that's a problem for them. And I will admit, sometimes for me, that is the case. But people will argue tooth and fucking nail that it was definitely easy for an 11 year old boy who's overweight and generally proven to be pretty weak, unless he has like dire circumstances or, he, or just, like, a moment where he's like, ha-ha, I really need to do this. It'll be, it be easy for him to climb that thing. He's in fucking, like, sandals or uh, flip-flops 
he just like grab, grabbed onto like roses that are like, who knows how old, like very old though. Clearly, he's dangling like, and he'll die if he falls or regenerate. We don't know. Nobody knows. So, what kind of responsible fucking parent, if you're going to consider her a parent, which I think most of us do, but who lets that happen and then doesn't even just Fuck stop it, your bullshit for a second and help him you know what i mean like why would you yeah. notch him down there which is why okay I so i was wrong you and i are not on the same side here what is your well, okay that's interesting oh. what, what is your point uh, well because no that's my thing i mean you say like you put down steven like he's really you can all but like steven is like in his own way super strong oh, and yeah. i mean i'm saying like i'm not saying he's in mm-hmm. shape but even for like an out of shape superhero steven could still climb up those vines like pearl you know, she's freaking out, and then she sees he catches himself, and she's like, okay, I can go back to my fucking emotional breakdown now. Yeah, but okay, here's, um, here's my issue with that, though, is because it's a fair point to say that, because he does, like, when he needs it, he gets really strong, but also with Jenny, he, like, picked her up, which is insane strength for a kid that size. But when he's, yeah, like, exactly. climbing, he's, like, struggling the entire time, so it did not kick in. So I guess you could say, like, she might have seen him get super strong and is like, ah, he has super strength sometimes, and it'll be okay. But if my child or, like, my, fucking my cousin or something, or like anything, any a person at all I saw that I could help was in that situation, and I had the ability to help them, I would get over myself for 20 fucking seconds, do that in, like, less than that time, and then go back to sitting, you know what I mean? Like, I just, it's... I mean, I think a lot of it is less, like, a reflection of the character, and more what was required to move the plot and achieve the emotional effect in the way they that, do. Yeah. So, here, here's my thing, like, uh, here's me being all screenwriter major guy, because I am that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you've got... So you have character A is in a safe position, character B is in a dangerous position. And character A, in order to really sell this scene, can't help character B. They have to be completely caught up in their own little world. And character B has to like pull themselves up, show strength, and in this case, like show more like emotional clarity and wisdom and maturity than character A. Like Steven has to be like the great heart and healer in this moment and pearl kind of has to be like as wrecked as possible so if we have pearl jumping to a heroic action like then that really kind of ruins the entire momentum of the moment and what they're trying to achieve so even even if you do think even if you do yeah i mean i know you do but i'm just finishing my thought here uh even if you do think that like um Pearl should have gone down to help Steven anyway. It's an acceptable break from character to three in the way they want to tell it. Yeah, and I think the thing is, I, I very often get in an argument with somebody like on the Reddit, and I wouldn't say it's an argument, it's more like me stating some ideas and then them being like, but no, hmm. but I always said to like leave out the like, it was probably a continuity error point, and just I'm like, no, canonically it fits, okay? Shush. That I have argued this perspective always being like, but look, if we're looking at it from what happened, then she was a shitty mom. But I do believe entirely that, like, if she did jump, it would have been a weird scene. And, like, that scene kind of needed to happen for everything for that followed to happen. So I agree that that was the situation. I don't think people like to often hear, though, that, like, storytelling is the answer. Because that sounds kind of shitty because it's not really tangible to them. But I think that it was, as far as storytelling, a really good move to not have her jump down there. But as far as, like, character development, if you look at it as, like, a serious thing that happened... It makes her look at least not maybe bad, like a bad mother, but a not very responsible one in that situation. 
Well, she's not. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that any of the gems are responsible. No, they're not, they're not meant to be mothers. That's the thing. Also, whenever I criticize Pearl, people are like, "Well, what about Amos with Garnet?" I think they're bad people too. I think all of them are kind of bad people. Like, I don't. I don't think any of them are great. I think all of them kind of are more human than Stephen is, considering that they are like very emotionally flawed and very complex. And Stephen's the most emotionally mature fucking ex- ex- thing that has ever come into existence. He's practically. I guess not you could say that the gems are just. Well, Stephen's a fucking paragon, and no, and like it's way more than any other human could ever be. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, his brain I, but, is human. He's just amazing. Yeah, and and going back to the scene with Pearl up in the cliff and not helping Stephen, I personally didn't think it was that much of a break of character. I, it really did, you know, sell the scene, like Max said. You know, she was emotionally distraught. It really made it, you know, made you feel her emotions at that point in time. Yeah. It worked. I also like this episode a lot because it, it's one of the other ones, like, the test goes back into a previous episode. This one was a callback to another episode, and that's hard to do, I think, with a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. like, cartoons because you can't assume that every, like, kid watching it has watched every other fucking episode of the cartoon. So it's kind of hard to pull that off, like, you know, and get away with it. But they did it really well, and I love to see stuff revisited. And I love that they finally, like, took a little, like, chink into what, like, Lion is, as far as being, like, canonically related to Rose. <laughs> like, he didn't just take him there for whatever fucking reason. And, um, I mean, I think, I don't know, yeah, the other one, oh, yeah, Lion 3 came before that. But I just mean, like, the gems all know it now. And uh, beyond that, too, like, like they went back to that room. I don't know, it was a lot of, back like, callbacks, and I like that. Yeah, I yeah, think I really Lion like- being, like... Because it's not like Garnet is a fusion where, like, you had some reasonable doubts if you didn't believe it. Yeah. I think Lion being connected to Rose has to be, like, the longest, most dragged-out case of, like, dramatic irony I've ever seen in a kid's show. <laughs> I love that. It's, it's just, like, so obvious. fucking obvious. I, I love the, the, the line about that, too. I also like that the they... Lion that had the exact same color palette as the <laughs> character that's been gone for the entire series are connected in some way. Would, and yeah. that's why he's connected being... Connected to the main character, and, and the full, son of that other character. And he's full of her shit. <laughs> and he's full well, of her shit, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was... Um, uh, I, 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 bleh, I heard a theory on the Reddit at some point, I forget when, that uh, Lion's a construct of roses, similar to Pearl's hologram. Yeah. Self. Well, there is because it because it, it can persist after they're gone. Yeah, and there's, there's something to say about Lion that I think is like something not everybody knows this because not everybody reads the comics. If you don't, you should. They're great and they're technically canonical. And yeah. you can every gem has a subspace within it. So Lion isn't a gem. He doesn't have a gem, but he is a gem subspace, which is really interesting. And that means that maybe when she was whatever happened when she had gave birth to Stephen, not just like you know she was growing and she was just pregnant. And then he was all done and ready to be hatched, and she was like, "All right," whoop, and then turned into him. Maybe she somehow managed to get her her subspace into Lion. And also, I love that Steven's using it because when I saw that he had it, I was like, "Dude, keep everything in there. That's awesome." And he apparently can. And also, really quickly, like on the way subspaces work, they're like humongous, like potentially infinite like universes within inside of a gem. So like. Pearl just pops shit out of there, and it's cool. But then she uh, ingests something, like a book I remember correctly, that she should it not... Was a, it was a book with a gem in it. Yeah. And so, basically, Pearl unknowingly and accidentally, like, uh, inhales a gem, and that makes her, like, physically ill and sends her entire, like, headspace into uh, shambles. Yeah, but the, the that's thing the, is... Uh, that's the, the comic, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the, mm-hmm. the, the point being, though, that just, like, like 
I don't know, you, you, she also can pop specific things out. So I like that Steven can put his hand in and pull in whatever, pull out whatever he wants. Like, that's the coolest fucking, like, pet of all time, that you can just yeah. like, keep shit in there, like an inventory. Like, Steven yeah. has an inventory, that's badass. Like, he just, like, yeah, like, uh, I think it was kind of like, because you kind of, at first I wondered, because it's like, oh, he has to actually be there, and there's the tree and the shirt and all the other stuff, and it's like, I, at first I thought that, but then you just kind of see at the end of Rose's Scabbard when Pearl's telling the story of the battle and she's got the flag, Stephen just kind of reaches in like it's a mini fridge and pulls a soda out from exactly, where yeah. the hell it was. Yeah. And I'm like, it changes, I I, like, it changes the rules a little bit, but I'm okay with it because that's a really cool like thing for him to have. Well, well hey... He, he always showed up in the same spot. He runs kept the soda right next to that. Well, this is the thing. I, I might true. just be apologizing for this show here, but, like, Pearl can just reach in and be like, all right, gold coin. I think that's what she did in the comics. She pulled the gold, uh, gold coin out. Well, if no, in the show, Rose, she, like, pulled out the tape and stuff. All right, yeah. So if, if that was Rose Quartz's subspace then, and it was put in and the line. And the lapis mirror. Yeah, like, like, like mm-hmm. Steven is the Rose Quartz gem. If he reaches in there, I mean, it's like kind of putting a universe within a universe within a sort of weird kind of super physics bullshit, but, like, he should be able to arguably take out what he wants. If somebody else was able to reach in, they would just be reaching into nothing, although I don't think somebody else could even reach in there See, now all. I'm just thinking, now I'm just thinking of that episode of Community where the Dean virtual reality system is like, worlds within worlds! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God, I just know the continuity I don't even want to say is, but um, Pearl's head has oxygen in it, and Lion doesn't have oxygen in him. That doesn't make any sense. But well, whatever. you know, I have the a cons- theory about the that. comics are lower level canon, so <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so here's <laughs> the thing: can we talk about how fucking soul crushing that entire thing is? Because we're being like really technical and shitty and nitpicky right now, and can we not just acknowledge how powerful like the entire last five minutes of the episode to us just as I like I keep saying this in comments and um I mean it's true. The last time I actually cried at a work of fiction just like straight out bald was when I was like eight years old. It was some movie in theaters, I don't remember what, and there's like a little kid who dies in the movie and I got really sad. And then so now it's been like fourteen years since then. And I haven't actually cried at a work of fiction since. I've gotten, like, a little misty-eyed or, like, welled up or something, but I haven't cried. Rose's Scabbard is the closest I've come to legitimately crying. Uh, and everyone in this bitch. fandom see, all it, the time and, is like, oh, the tears! And I'm like, really? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can yeah. see one. Okay, yeah. I can understand. That's why Rose's Scabbard the, is... I only saw the, a five-minute clip on YouTube... And that's the reason why I wanted to watch the show in the first place is because of this episode. Oh, I cried like a little bitch during this one, yeah. I did not. I, I, was, ah, I, was, also, I was the same as Max. I didn't cry. The last time I cried during a piece of fiction was both the end. I, I don't know if this spoils if you guys have seen the Guardians of the Galaxy or not. But the opening and uh, semi-final scene of Guardians of the Galaxy was the last time I got kind of misty-eyed during a movie because – Family member, personal family member stuff. I won't get into it, but just that oh, general topic yeah. of stuff kind of kind of hits, pulls yeah. them heartstrings, you know. And that was the last time, but I did sort of get kind of close to misty eyed, not as much as Guardians, but close to it at yeah. the end of Rose's Scabbard. That was a powerful when Stephen hugs Pearl. To, oh, to be God. fair though, like me and I know also Evan, I, I cried during fucking Stronger Than You playing at a happiness, so I cry pretty fucking easy when it comes to like things I'm really emotionally attached to. Like, right. Like the last so, time yeah. I came this close to crying is when I was a kid 
and I was playing Kingdom Hearts 2, and they made it look like Goofy had just died. Oh. And they were playing and I'm like, And I wasn't like 15 at the time and knew better. I would be like, Goofy, no! But I'm like, he's going to be back. I know he's not dead. They wouldn't actually kill Goofy. That would be really dumb. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> You know something else I really liked, I really liked about this episode, like character development wise, it showed Pearl's like, and we won bullshit of like, I love war. We murdered all of them, Steven. We genocided billions of people and humans See? and gems, and I don't give a shit. Everyone died, and we're alive. Like, it's like, how are you speaking so fondly about this shit? I don't. I mean, I, it's not that I don't oh. think she is. I think Pearl does take pride in her accomplishments as a warrior in general, but that was more like Garnet's like, it was a maelstrom of death and destruction. Pearl's like, ha ha ha, not in front of Steven. It wasn't, it was glorious because, yeah. you know, bad things don't happen to us. Not in front <laughs> of Steven. Yeah, because you can tell a war story without being like death and destruction a la Garnet because Garnet's the deadpan. Like, yeah. I believe, I think it was kind of the little part at the end where she's holding up the flag and telling the story and stuff like that. I think it's more long. And we were at the precipice of the battle and we overcame it. And she was very vague about the specifics, but yeah, she was kind of what a goddamn nerd she is when she's like yelling at Parado, like we're still on this planet. Oh my God, we are yeah. still the protectors of humanity. Like Pearl's <laughs> a goddamn nerd. That, yeah. Oh, she's like so <laughs> fucking overdramatic. But I also think that she, that's part of it. She has some romance for all this. Like she isn't like taking away the negative elements of all this, but I think she's definitely in inflated the ideas about winning and being these like guardians and stuff because she doesn't really like Earth. She doesn't really want to be there. She have, you kind of have to keep Rose's, not just memory, but like the reason you're here for Rose is being this kind of sacred, beautiful, not horrifying, horrifying thing that happens. Yeah. to there. Yeah. Something that's worth giving a shit about. Going back to Pearl being a nerd, this is just a little <laughs> observation. Pearl is definitely the type of person she's very she's very nerdy, but she's also kind of prude about her nerdiness. She's the type of person who would be like reluctant to join a game of D and D, but like twenty minutes in, she would be cussing out the DM every time she didn't make a good roll. Yeah, that was nerd mom, <laughs> more like nerd mom. Oh. <laughs> That, oh, you just described me 100% because I was like, extremely comfortable joining a game of DM, uh, 13th Age. Hey, yeah, didn't you tell us like, this podcast is like really out of character for yeah, you because you hate openly acknowledging your nerdiness? I, I get, <laughs> when I see cosplayers, like when I did during NYCC last year, um, fucking, I guess this year, I was on the subway and I saw people dressed like, like cosplay characters and blah, blah, mm. blah, cosplaying as characters. And I was out of my fucking skin. I'm comfortable. I, like, even if somebody likes to show this, like, socially acceptably a thing to watch and mm -hmm. they are really up on it, it makes me fucking just out of my skin. So, yeah, I was explained to Max this whole, like, this is some, like, psychologically healing bullshit to do because none of you can come to my house and beat me up, I guess. I don't know what the fear is. I don't know why I get uncomfortable with it. But we're just going to show up your about. house and we're all going to be dressed as Steven and we're going to force you to wear a Steven costume Ugh. and then we're going to sing Steven and the Stevens. Yes, go uh. underestimate <laughs> method. We're going to make you one. into Steven 4. <laughs> was he the smart one? You're going to play the, the drums. One? Was he the smart one or the sexy one? I can't remember. He was the best <laughs> one. I'll tell you that. Tom him. Which one has the pompadour? I that's want to be that. That's, that's Stephen one. one. That's okay, me. I'm Stephen Prime. No, shut up. Oh, no, Stephen I just Prime. called it already. I'm Stephen Prime. No, I'm, I'm Stephen the one with the pompadour. No, I'm the one with the curly Jew hair. <laughs> <sighs> there was a very Quite heated debate over whether Stephen is Jewish or not today on the subreddit, which I was like, how is this the third time this has happened? It was my first thought. It was not talking about everything. 
in the context of the subreddit, it'd be nice to have like a wider audience than just this one community. Oh yeah, I know. I'm sorry, but this is like one of the I don't know. One of the bastards of of, of like Stephen Andrews fandom is Tumblr here, and then like a few fringe forums. That's pretty much it, right? Is there another thing? I think I don't know. And then it's like kids at home. The kids at home. Uh, I mean, the kids at home yeah. should not be listening to this because yeah. we are terrible people. They're always if you are a child, too... please leave. This is not the place for you. <laughs> this is bad. Talk to your mom and dad first or something. I don't know. Just go watch <laughs> porn or something more wholesome. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Learn to masturbate. Porn, That's the... Porn is oh my God. Really can't believe this is a tear below if you, porn. If you can't jerk off yet, you shouldn't be listening to this. That's the rule of thumb. <laughs> we're, oh, we're far more than one tier below porn. <laughs> we have the entertainment value of a, you won, you won ad. Yeah. <laughs> so are, we, are they the one millionth visitor? Yes. Congratulations. Now send your bank information to me and I will hook you up with a Nigerian prince. Yeah. Oh, I to say he, won't, he won't give you money. He'll just hook you up in the biblical sense. Yeah, no, the guy, the guy, he doesn't give you money. But the guy's like, uh, yeah, I can. I know a mechanic who could fix your car for like ten percent off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's. His name is Greg this, Universe. Let's wind this back to the yeah. actual episode was, we're supposed to be discussing. I was going to say my, my favorite visual metaphor in this whole fucking show. Just get all art on it for a second. Is when fucking Pearl's being really over the top and yelling at Steven like you didn't even know your mom or I did like the painting of Rose oh, falls yeah. down like her, her memory like falls down basically on top of Pearl which I thought was fucking perfect that was like the that was a very metaphor. clever visual metaphor such a good I, move did anybody else kind of want the painting to actually just like hit her in the head <laughs> that would have been hilarious <laughs> Garnet catches it but I was kind of like yes Pearl you want to be with Rose now dead oh yeah or that, or just like that, or just like the painting, like breaks over Pearl's head, yes. and it, oh, if it broke, and oh god, Pearl and it, the hole was right in the face. You know, and no. Pearl, came. Pearl looks up, and her nose goes right through the gem, and just exactly. It. And she looks forward, oh, and, and the painting is hanging from her face. Oh, it's funny. Come on, it didn't really happen. It's all right. Oh my god, the painting just hanged okay. from her nose. That would be. Par- I don't know if that'd be devastating or hilarious. I think both. both. Yeah. This is um, you don't need a harp. But knowing this fandom, if that did happen, everybody would read the shit out of that oh, scene. Oh God, like, yeah. The nose broke the gym. Is that foreboding for something? And then we <laughs> is there a that girl going to kill Stephen by pecking at his liver like Prometheus? We're <laughs> 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 all going to kill Stephen. Uh, uh, regenerating and regenerating. Uh, this is Forever. Like, no one gives a shit about art, so I'm just gonna say this in passing. Steven I, brought gem power down to the humans, and so Zeus cursed him. <laughs> what about art? I method? just wanted to say the the color palette for like the the nighttime was the harvest moon, really fucking great, and I love it. Oh, yeah. that, it looks really. It's similar to the palette that's used in a story for Steven. It's really fucking good. The sky's amazing. This episode oh, is visually oh. fucking beautiful for not a lot oh, happening no. on. Yeah. I love the color palette for this episode. Everything I love the just, just in general the the color palette for the strawberry fields during any time of day is always amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I, let me see if I can find it really quickly. Um, I just gotta say I'm kind of concerned that like this is like the weirdest goddamn place we've actually seen on Earth because it's not just like a Norgem place. Like this is an open field. On the planet Earth, uh, with tons of swords and axes and giant strawberries, there's and a there's reason. such a canyon with floating islands. 
and there's I'm a like, reason for the strawberries. Oh, what's that? Scientifically, I don't know. I don't. I can't. Don't quote me on this, but something to do with the like the like classifying plants and whatnot. Strawberries are in the same like family or genus or something to that effect of roses. Like yeah. strawberries and roses are in the same kind of like genetic grouping. Yeah, no, no, I'm not talking about sorry, I'm talking about the size of them. Although wasn't this also the place where like uh well, if you look at that the Rose that, cried so much that they got really, really big. No, no, not that not that. Like um wasn't this also the same place where like uh from Sirius Stephen where like that temple is that they got that yeah. white from? Yeah, it's the same thing. That was a so, big like, that was a big battlefield between like they, yeah, they supposedly have, one of the diamonds and Rose is No, but I'm saying at the end of that episode, like I mean this is me going Ronaldo, and if you're going to do it, might as well do it in the Ringo yeah, Zone. Ideal place. But people, people you know, when that temple falls apart, it like sends a signal into the sky. Do you think the signal somehow kind of like brought the field to life, and that's why all the strawberries are giant now? That's interesting. That might be, hmm, I don't know. That's actually an interesting theory. Just a thought. Well, I just want to give a quick shout out to two people, because they're never going to get one ever anywhere, but the color stylist Tiffany Ford and Efren Farias, I hope that's saying the name right, they are great. So now oh, yeah. people have heard yeah. their name because no one watches credits. There we go. It happened. <laughs> Officially. Boom. Yeah, I also like that the, the field, though, they, he comes there and he's like, it's more weapony than I remembered. Like, he like, because I think they actually redid the backgrounds that they're using, so there's, like, more weapons in it. And also, uh-huh. um, big question I think that, like, is brought up occasionally is, was that a, a fusion weapon? Was that a amethyst yeah. weapon? Or, because it wasn't diffused, or wasn't destroyed, like, was it made for fusions to carry, blah, blah, blah. I don't think it was made for fusions to carry. That doesn't make any sense to me. To me, it's an actual fusion, like, an actual Amethyst gem. I don't know who carried it. It could be, like, just a giant See, gem. I think, I think it's just Sapphire's weapon. <laughs> She's left behind. Wait. Yeah. But I like so, the idea, though, uh-oh. that it's an actual Amethyst, because there are actual Amethysts on it, but we don't need to know that, like, every single gem has to be sending it. You know what I mean? Like, Well, Amethyst has, like... Actual, actual amethyst like shards on her whip, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that one was still around though. After whoever had it is is dead because it was none of theirs. Although, if it was a fusion weapon, then maybe it just is still there as the fusion well, died. If I remember correctly though, um, when what's her name died, uh, Suglite died. So did her weapon. You know, that's so maybe that fusion thing. is out there in space somewhere. I mean, they could have been mass-producing weapons also. But, but yeah, I, I, weapons may not always be like generated by the gender. Like roses, I mean, roses like sword goes in roses scabbards. Certainly, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, but what her her weapons. Yeah, are well, shield, then they so. also have they have the armory. I mean, maybe oh. maybe uh, what if Amethyst didn't want to use a whip? Yeah, she wanted to I, use an axe. I guess it's also like if you're the way I was thinking of this because somebody brought it today. Like, why do they have the weapons they do? And there's two ways it makes sense to me. One is in their gem DNA, which I fucking hate is the word, but it's it's a canonically a thing. Like in there somewhere, hard coded is you you get a gun, you get a spear, or like when you're a youngling, young gem. You just happen to be, you know, trying out different weapons, and then you're like, I really love whips, and then you keep using whips, and then you get really fucking good with whips, and then why would you ever use anything different? See, so, I think it's just uh, something that you decide during, uh, like, regeneration. Yeah, like, that um, works too for that. It's, yeah. definitely, it's definitely something that just kind of, like, fits your personality. Like, um, I mean, what do what are are, the gems' weapons say about them? Garnet is up close and personal and big and strong and uses a lot of brute force. force. Uh, Pearl is, you know, like, graceful and all about technique and skill and um you know like a spear is perfect for that amethyst is wild and kind of distant from things
things, and that's what a whip is. Shit, bro. So, I like, thought of that. And then, Steven, and then Steven, you know, like, he cares about, like, guarding and protecting people, and that's his shield. That's, as well as Rose. Amazing. I've never heard anyone break it yeah. down that way, and that's a whole new thing now. Fuck, that's great. But, yeah. This never is, heard and that. then, like, Jasper, Jasper never thought is of just, that. like, pure force, no technique. Just like charging head first, head first. So literally, just like put a goddamn hammer on her face. Yeah, well, that's why I think that that, like, that weapon would suck thick potentially, and the warrior in, and like so does a, a shield unless you have a sword. So there was for, another for post like, like that. They might be building weapons that are more relevant for combat if you have like a fucking shield and need something yeah. to go with it. Like I'm saying, there was a post on the subreddit. That kind of I am giving you at least on, a stick. There was another post on the subreddit that was that sort of on the same lines of the weapons is how they summon them. Like Pearl kind of like uh, she signals her weapon to come. She's very like calm and patient about it. And she just kind of brings it out herself. Amethyst kind of reaches into herself and kind of pulls it out from like her heart, her center. And Garnet kind of like uses the forces of the universe or however the person worded it to bring her gloves in. She kind of reaches out and uses the energy and Jasper just kind of wills her fucking weapon into existence. Yeah. And Stevens only comes when he absolutely needs it, which is like how all of his powers work. Yep, pretty yeah. much. And actually, that's kind of, it does describe the way they, they said that they pulled their weapons out is entirely indicative of the way they actually physically are pulling them out. That's really interesting. Because I feel like to a point that, like, like maybe Pearl could just fucking be like, spear, and then like a spear would come out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they don't I mean, she has. She has, like, um... When she's already in battle with the water pearls, and then she summons like a second spear, it's oh, not like yeah. a really long run out thing. She just like pulls it out. Whereas usually she's like really flashy and likes to take her time. And if this just like reaches and pulls it out, Garnet's just like I'm Garnet. Here's yeah. my fists now. I, I wish like I sometimes could... I don't even notice when Garnet is like wearing her gauntlets or not yeah. wearing them. I'm just kind of used to seeing Garnet in general, so sometimes I'm not really cognizant that they've been put on or have gone away. Yeah. See, yeah. I, well, no, well, now they're not even really put on. They actually are her hands, if you remember that from the latest episode. Oh, oh yeah, 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 Reform. Well, I mean, Rocket yes and no. Like, they retreat into her gems and all. But I, I have a feeling if she wanted to, she could, like, take off a gauntlet and it would, like, be a hand there still. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure they can do whatever the hell they want. Ultra fast. Yeah, their physical yeah. forms are illusion. Pearl could probably turn her legs into spears if she wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> and she should. I really wish that, because we're never going to have this episode. Maybe we will, where an anthropologist or somebody is exploring gem shit, and they're like, something's going on there. And they go there, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck all this shit is. And they're like, hmm. So they would never help that guy, because there was a dead archaeologist in the uh, Ice Cave. Oh, yeah. Ice Cave, yeah. yeah. So humans have to check that shit out. Not every human is fearful or wary of shit. But I would like an episode... I, it, it's Rebecca Sugar said herself that um, it's just distance. an alternate universe. Yeah, they keep their distance. They don't really bother with themselves. Yeah, and the humans are aware. Yeah, but what I'm saying though is, I and would then love you guys it if, like Ronaldo who want to know. Yeah, I would love a scientist who would be like, "Can I do some tests?" And they would be like, "All oh, right." They never would do that, but I would want to see like how many weapons can a gem summon without desummoning the previous ones? How big can they get via shape shifting? Because they can get pretty goddamn big based on Garnet's arms. Like, there's so many Garnet questions logistically that'd be really interesting. Yeah, Garnet's power fist when she smashes the war pad. I'm like, wow, Steven was right in Garnet's universe. She can do that. Yeah, I, love, I love that he called like, I want to see. I want to see Garnet do that and then launch him like rockets and just do the real breaker. Oh, that'd be huge. Uh, I was yeah. say, what do you guys think of the idea of the warp pads or gems? Because I kind of actually like that idea. I think uh-huh. that, I think like that everything in gem culture is gems, but... 
it doesn't mean the same thing. I think that giving, I think the gems all have like certain inherent properties and magic within them that can be used and harnessed, but gems gaining like sentience and becoming people is a deliberate process. Oh yeah. So I it's agree. like, yeah, exactly. have like, so it's like the difference between like, um, you know, like something like a building that like runs on a gem and like an actual gem that's a person. Yeah, like, exactly. I think yeah. Not I think, to get too existential, but I mean, in a way, we kind of run on electricity and we're sentient and we also use electricity as just a non-sentient tool. So exactly. it can be the same way with gems. Yeah, we yeah, run on the bioelectricity and there we use fake electricity to run like non-sentient things. Yeah, that's, that's so, what, yeah. not to get too existential. Sometimes when life sucks, I just remember that I'm kind of a robot and that makes things a little better. But, yeah. Every time I, I have a similar motto, every time I start to bitch about the gas prices, I just remember that I'm injecting liquid exploding dinosaurs into my car. Yeah, I am I am a skeleton piloting a flesh mech. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, here's an interesting question then. Like, Lapis as a mirror, like, did they know that there was a sentient gem in there? Because they didn't seem to know that it could speak or was that I a don't glitch? Think, and I don't think they knew. Yeah. question. Because Lapis seems to be... Very, because she says, like, like Stephen says, like, uh, or she's like, you're a crystal gem. He goes, yeah. And he goes, but why did you help me? Like, then why did you help me? Like, she's clearly got some history with the crystal gems, and she has this, like, mindset that they want, they're out to get her, or at least people like her for some reason. So I think that a, that a crystal gem did put her in the mirror. Yeah. The question is who? Because all three crystal gems seem to be very surprised. So it wasn't them. Yeah. So, but somebody did do it. I I've sort of made my own headcanon that um, that Lapis was on Earth at during some point, war. obviously during the war, maybe even before the war. Uh, I had come up with this little story in my head where Lapis was like. Helping move the oceans out of the way to quick, uh, quick little gardens. mini shout out to uh, an artist on Tumblr called Lulzy Robot uh, wrote a comic that kind of is a headcanon theory about where Lapis came from. It's a really good comment. I think I don't know if, how what I guess we're uploading this on SoundCloud. I don't know how I'll link the comic. You can, I guess you can just search Lulzy Robot Lapis. You probably post a post a comment on the uh, SoundCloud with a link. Yeah, yeah I can, it'll, be, it'll be on And it's a really, also. really well drawn comic. It's kind of like Lapis was a great warrior. Uh, she used like water clones to like help fight off gems. And at some point, she's like, "Well, if I don't really want to fight this war, so I'm gonna go home." And she never... uses the warp pad, and then a crystal gem that it has a green star. And this is all head cannon, by the way. None of this is official, but a silhouetted crystal gem with a green star and a green emerald on their shoulder shoots a bow and arrow at Lapis. Uh, cracks her gem, makes her poof, and then she's put in the mirror either by that gem or another crystal gem. And it's a really cool comic. I, I, I never, I never considered her a warrior, but yeah, like I, she I always assumed that it, it was fuck all powerful, especially on Earth. Yeah, but, yeah, but that doesn't mean she had to be a warrior. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything necessarily. Bodybuilders are really strong, but they don't, you know, go overseas with Rambo knives and fuck everybody up. I personally <laughs> always viewed her as a civilian. But whatever. I mean, don't know anything about her, so who cares, really? I guess. But yeah, I, my, yeah, we don't know anything about her. My biggest thing is, what did she? I think do? Lapis was just. I think Lapis was just sort of like a cultural civilian, kind of like 
a comedian supporting the troops. And when yeah. Steven taught her that face <laughs> thing, she got really excited because now she has a new thing to entertain. She was a fantastic ventriloquist, obviously. This was basically the Groucho <laughs> Marx of the <laughs> well, you know, though, there's there's that thing where it's like no. Well, no it's just like rebellion. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and then right, and then the and then the torches come out. So, yeah. well, you know, there's that thing though of nobody on this show is like 100 percent good, no one's 100 percent bad. She did something bad. I mean, it might have just been like a homeworld sympathizer. It might have. Been... I'm pretty sure Steven is like 100 percent. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's the exception, and like a few humans do. But gem wise, no one is. So she definitely did something bad, and that might be, like, being part of their side, not even army, just, like, on their side. But I don't know if they necessarily would have fucking put her into a mirror if that was the case. Or maybe if they did, they didn't think she'd be sending it. Or who knows a million things. But my I think Lion did it. Yeah, but my head canon, as some of you might know, is that she was definitely a fucking bad person. And maybe even said something really bad, like... Warlord? Who knows? No, I'm thinking Lion is just like some kind of secret agent that worked for Rose, and that's why Pearl never knew about it, and just Lion did it. And Lion's been manipulating all the events, and Lion is Yellow Diamond. Lion's <laughs> carry the platypus, just running covert missions behind the scenes. Yeah, Lion just puts on a hat. It's Agent L. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> else. Do a do a do a do a do I wonder just... Lion... <laughs> Oh, okay, I guess that okay that just happened to me. All right, then I guess I'll drop it then. <laughs> Something happened to my audio on my end where we I heard ourseles echoing for like four seconds. Oh. All right, well we're we're like at the end of this though, so time wise. So anyone last last thoughts you have? Get him out. I love this episode. It's got the feels. It's got some cool character and plot development while also proving that Pearl is kind of a terrible person, but she's, you know, forgivable. Yeah. It was the it. reason why I even watched the show, so it gets kudos from me. Yeah. He's lying, lying the platypus. <laughs> That's a good note. And uh, for me, I just want to say fucking great artwork in this episode. For an episode that doesn't go a lot of oh, places. yeah, for sure. has a few locations. It, it does fucking great with what it has. So, all right. Bye-bye so, from the echo chamber, folks. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you next time.